heard you bought some land in Mexico And I said, way to go, man Cause whatever you may roam Remember who you There's are. a station playing rock and roll So stay tuned in, stay tuned in. I will turn Say goodbye. 
Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to BFF.FM. Yeah. <laughs> that was Dangerous by the XX from their album ICU. We started off that set with Fancy Man by Devendra Banhart, and that was from his latest album called Ape and Pink Marble. And after that, I played one of my favorite songs lately called Friends, featuring Bonnie Bear and Kanye West, and that's by Francis and the Lights off of... His album, Farewell Starlight. I hope you're having an excellent Thursday afternoon. It's gorgeous outside. We have a great set planned for you, full of music and poetry. <laughs> As I'm looking at the person who will be reading the poetry. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, we'll be here until 4 o'clock. I'm going to play a few more songs, and then we will... Um, get into the part where we read poetry that we like and hopefully change your life from reading it or your day, day, week, month, year. It's going to be a great set of poetry music. I hope you enjoy This next song is called, uh, oh, I'm going to play Put That Away and Talk to Me by James Blake. Enjoy. As you feel right 
Hi there, world. Thank you so much for tuning in to BFF.FM. That was First Beige with the song Miles, and that was a great set of music, I have to say. That was, um, yeah, so the, the band was called, it was called uh, First Beige. We kicked that set off with uh, hmm, James Blake's Put That Away and Talk To Me. And we followed it up with Hug of Thunder by a Broken Social Scene. It's from their upcoming album, Hug of Thunder. Oh boy, I'm excited for that. And after that was Let Down by Bored Nothing. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's BFF.FM. We're in San Francisco. And it's a beautiful, beautiful Thursday afternoon. I'm really uh, grateful to have my name Katie May here. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, Tim. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. Um, what did, uh, so so uh, she'll be reading some poetry. It's a great, great uh, selection of poetry. That Not my own poetry. No, I, made, yeah. I made some curated picks. Yeah, that's right. You cur- curated them. Um, yeah, so you can... Uh, do you want to talk a little about, about what you do? Or you want to just launch into the... Just launch in. What I do when I'm not curating poetry. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you love that? Um, if you I'm, had a job curating poetry? I'm a playwright. I do write professionally, which I feel like gives me a little bit of 
ability to curate poetry for a radio show to our radio show but basically i just read a lot Mm -hmm. and i pick some of my favorite pieces yeah and you have great taste well i mean we'll we'll find out (laughs) we'll find out yeah you be the judge of that judge of that um so yeah whenever you're ready katie take it away um this first poem is called v it's by one of my favorite young contemporary poets his name is matthew dickman And this is from a collection of his poems called All-American Poem. V. Okay, I think you might have to say that again because I accidentally turned your microphone off. (laughs) Sometimes I meant to turn mine off, but I I turned yours off. All right. Okay. All right. I can can get through that pretty quick. (laughs) Okay. All right. Turning my microphone off to to isolate you. All right. Here we go. Okay. Call me now. Say it again. This is a poem called V by a young contemporary poet named Matthew Dickman, and it comes from a collection called All-American Poem by Matthew Dickman. Dickman. V. The skinny girl walking arm in arm with her little sister is wearing a t-shirt that says, Talk nerdy to me. And I want to. I want to put my bag of groceries down beside the fire hydrant and whisper something in her ear about long division. I want to stand behind her and run a single finger down her spine while she tells me about all her correlatives. Maybe she'll moan a little when I tell her that X equals negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. I have my hopes. I could show her my comic books and PlayStation. We could pull out my old D&D cards and sit in the basement with a candle lit. I know enough about Doctor Who and the Starfleet Enterprise to get her shirt off to unbutton her jeans. We could work out string theory all over her bedroom. We could bend space together. But maybe that's not what she's asking. The world's been talking dirty ever since she had ears to listen. It's been talking sleazy to all of us. And there's nothing about the hydrogen bomb that makes me want to wear a cock ring or do it in the kitchen while a pot of water boils. Maybe with her shoulders slouched the way they are and her long hair covering so much of her face, she's asking simply to be considered something more than a wild night, a tight curl of pubic hair, the pink complicated structure of nipples. Maybe she wants to be measured beyond the teaspoon shadow of the anus and the sweet mollusk of the tongue, beyond the equation of lips and seen as a complete absolute. And maybe this is not a giant leap into the science of compassion, but it's something. So when I pass her, I do exactly what she has asked of me. I raise my right hand and make a V, the way Vulcans do when they wish someone well, hoping she gets what she wants even if it has to be in a galaxy far, far away. That was V by Matthew Dickman. And a fun fact, Tim, Matthew Dickman has an identical twin brother, Martin Dickman, who is also a published poet. That's right. You were telling me that. How and how would you say there is there have you read any of his poetry and is is it different in any I way? have. He has a he has a poetry collection called The End of the West, which I also own. Mm. Um I prefer Matthew to Martin. Don't tell him if I ever meet them. Oh, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> Don't tell him that I said that. Guys. <laughs> um, but uh, the Out of the West collection by Martin Dickman is also very good. So yeah, two very talented, identical twin brother published poets. Great. Why and, you... and they're good looking to boot. Like it's a totally Oh, they bad. are? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. Hot mm. poets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two what... of them. <laughs> why do you like that poem? Um... 
Well, I mean, I probably own a couple Talk Nerdy to Me shirts of my own. Um, and I feel like this this poem for me, when I read it, I was like, holy cow, somebody gets it. Like this poem articulates when he gets to the turning point in the second second part of the poem when he says maybe that's not it. Um, it was, you know, it's just one of those poems where I felt like he was voicing all of the the complicated feelings. I, you know, all the things that made me want to buy that shirt, <laughs> he voices in this really eloquent, beautiful way. He really, yeah, he really does. And as a man, I really relate to that. Like the, uh, oh, it's very self-effacing. And um, I think few few men out there would, would have that second thought. Yeah, talk <laughs> about being an ally. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. that, anybody that walks, any guy that walks by me on the street and instead of checking me out, gives me, throws me a live long and prosper, <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing it right back. Which doesn't happen. And walking away with a big smile on my face for the rest of the day. So... Yeah. Don't catcall, <laughs> but do live long and prosper. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I'm really glad you read it. I yeah. It's a good forward moving kind of Yeah, kind of yeah, like you said. Ally kind of a, a poem. So thanks thanks for reading it. And Yeah. And we got more we got more where that came from. And we will play a few songs. Uh, are you enjoying the music, by the way, so far? Are you asking me? Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you for validating me. Well, you validated yourself at the very beginning. You were like, oh, that was a great setting. That was the first <laughs> thing out of your mouth. That was a great set if I don't say so myself. So. It's true. Yeah. And I know you'd tell me if you didn't like it. So I, would. Very... <laughs> you would. I totally would. Uh, okay. This song, uh, we're going to play, uh, I'm going to play so I, I queued up a Janis Joplin song because I saw the play at ACT last night. And this song, they they sung twice. And it's called... <gasps> is it my favorite one? What's your favorite one? My favorite one is Maybe. It is, my, is my it? My last name is May and my nickname <gasps> when I was younger was Maybe. Well, I shouldn't even say my nickname. Full disclosure, it was like a pet name from like the first guy I was ever really in love with. He called me Maybe. And so That's... <laughs> which has nothing to do with the song but i'm a little partial to the song i mean it's a beautiful song but i'm also partial to it just because of its name and you're talking about the song maybe not call I me am. maybe no maybe yeah because because that was my nickname i was just maybe it is in fact that song yay yay okay so this is dedicated to you <laughs> miss <laughs> maybe it. i'll take it. okay
Make me the sound to fill up the silence. The light to burn through your window. The calm to quiet the violence. This inside your head when the curtains are drawn. And it's only the anguish of what I've done.
Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so, so very much. Honestly, thank you for tuning in to BFF.FM. I'm grateful that you're spending your Thursday afternoon uh, tuning in, whether it's for the entire set or just for a few songs, a few poems. We're really glad to have you here. Uh, that was Waves, the Tame Impala remix of a song called Waves by Miguel. And before that, it was Jamie Liddell's Don't Let Me Let You Go off his album Building a Beginning. And before that, I played I Think I've Got a Good Chance by J.J. Barnes, classic song. Um, I played, before that was Chains of Love by The Arcs, which is a side project of Dan Auerbach uh, from Black Keys. And that's off their album Yours Dreamily. And I started the set off with Maybe by the one, the only Janis Joplin. And... Speaking of maybe, we have Katie May in the studio. And he said, to reiterate, maybe was a nickname of yours. It was. <laughs> it was. It was, it, was a, it was like a love nickname, too. <laughs> but not, not like an in-the-bedroom nickname, but like in, in a, a term of endearment. Term of endearment, yep. From a past love. Oh, that is romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have uh, another poem to read and i'm really excited because it's a juicy one this one's a little bit juicy when we when we were listening to the music you made some you made a comment about your if you had to name your style it'd be what did you say 21st century baby making music yes okay so with that in mind <laughs> part of like the, the 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 poems that i chose today all sort of had or you know kind of have that in mind thematically everything's about sex or relationships in some way anyway this is one of my absolute favorite poets. Uh, her name is Marie Howe. Mm-hmm. She is just a devastatingly talented writer. Um, and this is from a collection of hers called What the Living Do. Take it away. Practicing by Marie Howe. I want to write a love poem for the girls I kissed in seventh grade. A song for what we did on the floor in the basement of somebody's parents' house. A hymn for what we didn't say but thought, that feels good. Or, I like that. When we learned how to open each other's mouths, how to move our tongues to make somebody moan. We called it practicing. And one was the boy, and we paired off maybe six or eight, and turned out the lights and kissed and kissed until we were stoned on kisses and lifted our nightgowns or let the straps drop. And now you be the boy. Concrete floor, sleeping bag or couch, playroom, game room, train room, laundry. Linda's basement was like a boat with booths and portholes instead of windows. Gloria's father had a bar downstairs with stools that spun and plush carpeting. We kissed each other's throats. We sucked each other's breasts and left marks and never spoke of it upstairs, outdoors, in daylight. Not once. We did it, and it was practicing. And we slept sprawled so our legs still locked across, a hand still lost in someone's hair. And we grew up and hardly mentioned who the first kiss really was. A girl, like us, still sticky with the moisturizer we'd shared in the bathroom. I want to write a song for that thick, silence in the dark and the first pure thrill of unreluctant desire just before we made ourselves stop so good 
Isn't that so good? <laughs> so good. It is. So much. <laughs> Tina Howe or Marie Howe. Sorry, Tina Howe's a playwright. Oh, no. I love Marie Howe. Mm-hmm. I have writer friends that have that have been students of her. She used to teach at Sarah. You might mm. still. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. yeah. By all means, by from what I've heard, she's also a fantastic human being and teacher as well as a player as a poet. <sighs> yeah, that's so. It's so uh, specific, like any good you know poem is, but. Uh... Don't you love her description of the basements? Like, <laughs> I like do. The one that feels like a boat with a porthole with portals for windows and, like, <laughs> and the plush carpet and the bar stools. Like, of course, everybody when I was in high school, everybody had the friend with the basement that we hung out in, and it was yep. always like yep. wood paneling, a basement that no one had redecorated since the seventies. Yeah, with you know? yeah, and my it's funny because my, my friends all had black lights in their basements with black light posters because it was you know nineteen ninety eight, and that's what we did back then. I don't know. I think there's a whole uh, world of, um, I don't know, genre of stories that could be told or, or a study that could be done on the, like the construction of basements. Cause my mom grew up in an Eichler. It was just one floor. So they didn't have too much to hide, mm-hmm. but like the implementation of basements and homes gives well, yeah, kids like, so like much more to really be a basement. It has to be underground and everybody had underground. Those parents. It was usually boys, parents actually, who just like gave the basement to their kids. Like, like one, like the oldest child would hit teenagerhood and they would move into the basement and then the basement would just become this teenage domain <laughs> and we, you know you'd go over to that person's house and you'd like troop through their living room and just sort of like salute the parents as you went by like 15 of you and then you'd all file downstairs into the basement right where you could be left alone and it you know it was always cool down there because it's underground and basements have like a really specific smell there's just yeah. something just basements for me are just laden with nostalgia mm-hmm. we, all, we always hug out in basements yeah it's like you get so territorial about it because it's like your own. It's like your world down there. Yeah. It's so you own it. Yeah. yeah, I yeah I hung out in my friend Fletcher's basement. We played ping pong. Uh, oh, of course, of no, course. That's where the ping pong table lives. The ping pong, the pool table, yeah, air hockey. Watch. Did you have a friend with an air hockey table? No air hockey. I had an air hockey table friend in middle school. Air hockey mm. in her basement. It was great. You could stay up till four in the, in the morning and be loud, and the parents are like you know three floors up in their bedroom. It, Good, good times in the basement. I kind of want to hear some. I mean, I, I know we, we don't normally like take calls or anything, but if we could, I would love to hear what other people ha- did in their own their basements. Everybody's got <laughs> illicit high school basement illicit. stories. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the, the less windows, the more risky the behavior is. The less natural light the basement lets in, the more uh, dirty the. Be- There's probably no correlation there. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering what song I'm going to play next. And you can request something, by the way. You have total, um... Man, I, I, I brought the poetry. You. The music was your music, responsibility. Okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, I am going to play, hold on, let me see. This feeling. It's called This Feeling. That's all. <laughs> um... Uh, Enjoy. And then after afterwards, after I play a few more, maybe three more, three, four more songs, we will read some more poetry. Isn't that right, Katie? Oh, I got poems for days. Dude. Oh, fantastic. Poems for days. <laughs> Great. I just can't hold me. 
Oh, 
You're gonna make the flight When you're by yourself And there's no one else You just have yourself And you tell yourself Just to hold on
Good afternoon, everyone. This is DJ Sweet Tea on BFF.FM. You just heard Sentimental Lady by Bob Welch. That's off his album French Kiss. And uh, before that, we played oh, one of my favorite John Lennon songs, Hold On. That's off the album John Lennon Plastic, Oco, Plastic Ono Band. And we kicked that set off with This Feeling by Alabama Shakes. Off their album, Sound and Color. We're back with some more poetry from, well, read by the impeccable, talented, beautiful Katie May. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so you have another poem for us. Yeah, I do. Keeping keeping in the love and relationships theme, this is... um. A poem that I chose because it is summertime and it's a beautiful day in San Francisco. And this one is called Summer Night by a pretty well-known contemporary poet. His name is Tony Hoagland. And uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful, sad, quiet, beautiful poem that is about love in the summertime. But different kind of love. Well. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I shouldn't say a different kind of love, just... You know. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, summer Night by Tony Hoagland. That one night in the middle of the summer when people move their TV sets outside and watch them on the porch. Earlier, the evening sky looked like a pale blue shirt through which a stain the shade of watermelon juice was delicately spreading. All day, I kept offering my wife opportunities to fight and she kept stepping over them like cracks in a sidewalk that she was used to walking on. Sometimes when she cries, I think how cigarettes and ice cream are part of the chemical composition of her tears. Sometimes I think about her mom and dad, her catastrophic history with men, and I can feel the roots of my heart convulse, yanking themselves up, wanting to walk over there and hold her. We sit in our wooden chairs, convinced that we have ruined everything while through the open window comes the smell of flowers Is that all yeah it's, oh, it's such man. a it's such a gorgeous tightly woven little picture and and i what i really I, I like to teach this poem to my students and i always pose the question afterwards do you think this couple stays together why or why not because I teach this in my story t- in my story writing classes, so even the poetry we're reading, we're always approaching it from you know analyzing the narrative and the story. Anyway, and I mean, and I've I've, I've taught this poem to to twelve year olds, and we've had amazing class discussions about why and why or why not we think they do or don't stay together. I think they stay together because the final image coming through the window, the smell of flowers. To me, that's a hopeful, you know, that's such a hopeful image. Um, it twelve year olds get this poem though it's kind of awesome, mm-hmm. and, and they love and they get they get the summer imagery. We talk about imagery and the water, you know, the pale blue shirt with the watermelon stain, you know, <laughs> and the cracks in the sidewalk. Yeah, the cracks in the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. That was my yeah, yeah. Which she kept, she keeps stepping over them like cracks in the sidewalk <laughs> she's used to to walking on. <laughs> uh-huh. God, I bet your stu- but there there are maybe one or a few of your students that say. They probably break up because they fight. Or because... Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But what I just, I'm thinking about that sidewalk thing. What an amazing metaphor for a marriage. 
a sidewalk full of cracks that you step over because you're used to walking on them. Ah, oh, Tony Coughlin, stab me right in the gut. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed how you read it, by the way. You really feel those poems when you read them. Yeah, I got, I got, I got some acting shots. <laughs> you Before did. I started writing plays, I used to be in plays. Yeah, yeah, so versatile. Well, fantastic. Thanks for reading that. No problem. That is a beautiful, really beautiful poem. Um, we're going to play some more music. This is No Love. <laughs> Speaking of love, this is called No Love by Little Dragon. Have you heard of Little Dragon? I have not. Okay. Have no. you heard of Tony Hoagland? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're having a, it's like a little class today. We're learning so much. Enjoy. Left in here, no love in this room, 
yeah, good afternoon, hello, thank you so much for tuning in to BFF.FM on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. I can sort of see outside, it looks still beautiful, the sun's still shining, on the brink of summer. That was a song called Lay Down by Touch Sensitive, a group, a producer, group of electronic producers that I love because of their imagery. They have another song called Pizza Guy, which sounds like it's a silly title, but um, the the imagery is, and that song is brilliant. I love the, the way that they produce. The, um, the set started off with No Love by Little Dragon, and then after that I played Summer Please by, I am so sorry if I butcher the name, Polis, Polisia, just guessing at it, and that's their album, that's off their album United Crushers. I played Kimono's remix of nope that's zicomo zicomo's remix of slide by calvin harris and that features frank ocean and migos and then i pl- and i yeah i just played lay down by touch sensitive so it's picking up <laughs> set is picking up and we're gonna read more poetry uh we have the delightful katie may delightful and talented katie may here to read us some more poetry i'm looking forward to I don't know anything about this poem that you're about to read. Do you want to just jump into it? Yeah, because I refused to show it to you before we got off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. um, yeah, this again, keeping with my theme of sort of different forms of love and nostalgia and the summertime vibe that you've got going on. This is a poem by a poet named James Bertolino, and it's from a collection of his called First Credo. And the poem is called To Ward Off Worms by James Bertolino. Eighteen years since the bone shattered in our turtle's leg. The rickety contrivance we built of a wood shingle, you demanding it move freely, me that it be well engineered. That little device we attached to the undershell with a cabinet hinge, today sprawled off the shelf where I've been hiding the silver. Remember the compound we designed for him, with its tray of water you dyed green with food coloring and the twigs and the leaves and pedals I insisted on because he was a tortoise and used to land? On the sunroof above my porch, when we fought over her turn it was to lead, suddenly he went off spinning like a fat frisbee over the driveway. That summer, you moved with your folks to New Jersey, and the morning I began fourth grade, our turtle died. My little brother and I buried it quietly after painting the shell blue to ward off worms. But first, I detached and kept what we had invented, knowing someday it would take me back to how much I loved you. Right? <laughs> I know. All the childhood feels. I don't know why I'm feeling so sappy today. <laughs> <laughs> All the nostalgia poems. Did you ever have a turtle? I no, I had friends with turtles. Did you? No, I really wanted a tortoise, and my mom did the whole, like, you get salmonella from tortoises thing, so I didn't get to have a tortoise, because apparently they carry salmonella. All you have to do is just wash your hands, mm. but I, apparently my mom didn't trust my hand-washing skills enough for me to have a tortoise. At a certain moment in that poem, I thought you were, I thought the poet was talking about a house, building a house. So it sounds yeah, like when he's talking about a shingle and a hinge. No. A shingle, a hinge, the compound. It's, it's for their broke. It's for their. They built a, a. They built a splint for their turtle's broken leg after he fell on the driveway. And then, he, what is that about? 
loving you at the end. Who is he talking about? It's like it's well, it's his child. Man, you got to listen better. It's 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 his (sighs) it's his childhood best friend that moved away. Ah, got it. And there's no delay. Could be guy, could be girl. It doesn't matter. But it's his childhood best friend that they co-owned a turtle when they were in you know third or fourth grade and Mm -hmm. built a built a device for it when it broke its leg that attached to the shell with the hinge. <laughs> and what he says is he, he, before they buried it, they took that, he took the device that they'd attached to the turtle off the turtle and kept it. I can just, he I can, loved his friend that had moved away to New Jersey. I love the, uh, the imagery of a spl- of a splint, like a miniature splint. <laughs> On a turtle. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Great selection, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you. Who wrote it again? His name's James Bertolino. James Bertolino. Yeah, this is great. We have like poetry books strewn about the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't walk without stepping on one. I'm an overachiever, Tim. <laughs> I, brought, I brought options. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. And we have a few more coming up as well, right? Yeah, at least one more. Yeah. You know, you said. I mean, I have the last one. I know I want to be the last one, but we could mm. always do two more. But if we, yeah. Yeah, I think we have time for maybe two more. It's up to you. Okay. Um, in the meantime, uh, we get back to the music. Speaking of summer, this song's called Sunshine by the Avalanches. Enjoy.
just like I have stuff on my mind these days.
Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to BFF. BFF Best Frequencies Forever. FM on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. You just heard Hot Chips Need You Now off their album Why Make Sense. And before that, I played Girl Like You. That's a new song by Toro y Moi from his album Boo Boo coming up, coming out in July. And we kicked that set off with The Avalanches. One of my favorite groups, Sample Crazy Avalanches, and that song was called Sunshine, and that's off their album Wildflower. We're going to read some more poetry, because that's what we're all about today. Isn't that right, Katie? I guess. You guess, maybe. <laughs> Why not? Is this a this is apparently a mic dropper of a, of a poem? You're saving I, this one for last. I'm saving it for last just because I it, it's a nice one to go out on, and I believe in symmetry. So I'm I'm bringing us full circle. We're going to go back to the poet that we started with, Matthew Dickman, um, from that same collection of poetry. It's called All American Poem, and this poem is called Slow Dance. Slow Dance. All right, take it away. More than putting another man on the moon, more than a New Year's resolution of yogurt and yoga, we need the opportunity to dance with really exquisite strangers. A slow dance between the couch and the dining room table at the end of the party while the person we love has gone to bring the car around because it's begun to rain and it would break their heart if any part of us got wet. A slow dance to bring the evening home. Two people rocking back and forth like a buoy. Nothing extravagant. A little music. An empty bottle of whiskey. It's a little like cheating. Your head resting on his shoulder. Your breath moving up his neck. Your hands along her spine. Her hips unfolding like a cotton napkin. And you begin to think about how all the stars in the sky are dead. The my body is talking to your body slow dance. The unchained melody stairway to heaven power chord slow dance. All my life I've made mistakes, small and cruel. I made my plans. I never arrived. I ate my food. I drank my wine. The slow dance doesn't care. It's all kindness like children before they turn three. Like being held in the arms of my brother. The slow dance of siblings. Two men in the middle of the room. When I dance with him, one of my great loves, he is absolutely human. And when he turns to dip me or I step on his foot because we are both leading, I know that one of us will die first and the other will suffer. The slow dance of what's to come and the slow dance of insomnia pouring across the floor like bath water. When the woman I'm sleeping with stands naked in the bathroom brushing her teeth, the slow dance of ritual is being spit into the sink. There is no one to save us because there is no need to be saved. I've hurt you. I've loved you. I've mowed the front yard. When the stranger wearing a sheer white dress covered in a million beads slinks toward me like an oversexed chandelier suddenly come to life, I take her hands in mine. I spin her out and bring her in. This is the almond grove in the dark slow dance. It is what we should be doing right now, scraping for joy, the haiku and honey, the orange and orangutan slow dance. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Read that line about saving again. Which one? The saving. There's no need. What is it? Say, no, no need. 
Oh, there's something about saving. There's no one, I don't There's wanna... no one to save us because there is no need to be saved. <laughs> oh. I just love the, allu- the I love the like I've hurt you, I've loved you, I've mowed the front lawn. <laughs> and like like making all of those things equivocal. Equivocal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. The no need to be saved. The illusion of self-sufficiency. Or the belief. I love that poem. I knew you would. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Woo! It's great to hear it, like, hearing it for the first time live, too. It's like, hey, yeah, it's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. No problem. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. So we have um, time for, like, one and a half more songs. Let's see what I'm going to play. Oh, it's either one or the other. Oh, okay, I'm just going to play. I just want to point out that I feel like I was more prepared than you. Just saying. Just saying. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. Don't take it personally, Tim. <laughs> okay, I won't. I'll try not to, but but I kind of do. <laughs> um, this song is called... Set Me Free. It's by a group called Low Leaf. And I want to thank you, Katie, so much for coming in here. No problem. I hope to be back eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you back. All of us. (laughs) I think we had some listeners, too, which was great. Shout out to Megan and Jeremy, two uh, other wonderful people in the Bay Area. Shout out to them. Thank you guys so much for listening. Here's uh, our last song. Of the day. It's called Set Me Free by Low Leaf. Enjoy. Light waves, hours in the sun, listening. Tell me about the night waves. Stay!